Good morning, everybody. This is Zach Sanders again. I'm your host, Zach Cooley. And I have with me today a longtime friend of mine, Dr. Josh Stevens. He is a doctor of physical therapy, which is something I have benefited from all my life. Thank you for being with me, Josh. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. And was being involved in PG, was that something that, um, in the medical field, is that something that has always interested you? Did you grow up wanting to be a part of the medical field, or is that something that kind of just happened along the way? Well, uh, I always had a knack for being in the medical field. I want to be involved in helping people, and I always saw that as a an avenue to do as such. But um, I initially started off in wanting to be involved in pharmaceuticals. Uh, I was always involved in working out with uh, friends throughout sports in high school. And, and as I graduated high school, I was involved with some other gentlemen who were uh, working out consistently. And one of, the, one of those guys were as a pharmaceutical sales rep. And I thought that was a good avenue to take. I, I liked what he did. I thought it was a good career. And, and as I dove into my bachelor's degree, I, I decided I would actually just pursue it a little further and become a pharmacist. And I was still involved in working out and such. And I realized that maybe pharmacy wasn't the best career for myself. Um, and, and I continued to take the working out and lifting uh, to my career. And so I figured the best way to do that was to be involved with physical therapy, I knew the field was growing into a doctorate, and um, I just thought it was a wonderful career to pursue. And uh, as I said, it's something that me, having been wheelchair-bound and born with cerebral palsy, is something I've benefited from and used all of my life. So it's very interesting that we have known each other and been friends pretty much our whole life, uh, lives and you get into this field that is so uh, beneficial to me. And I always thought that was very interesting and pretty special because you can never have too many good therapists out there. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like um, it's more naturalistic to the body. You know, it's natural Mm -hmm. healing, natural treatment of the body to correct movements, promote correct healing, and uh, I think it just comes around full circle, you know, being involved with you, Zach, and, and at such a young age and being friends with you, it's, you know, it's something that can be beneficial and used appropriately. I think it's a great field. Well, I was going to say that the, what I remember most about you is I used to have these weekly poker games at my house. And you you were studying at uh, Concord, West Virginia, and you came all the way to my house to be a part of of uh, that of that uh, event, just just for me. And that was we had some very special times back then. Uh, but what, as far as our friendship, what what stands out to you the most? What do you what do you remember the most? I would have to agree and say the same thing. You know, it's it's uh, it's just about the friendships and the relationships. Guy time's always been a wonderful thing for me. Is is when you appreciate good friendships and such, you're willing to 
to do anything and, and, you know, driving in from Concord University just to hang out for the weekend with the guys was never a big deal to me, especially when you're in good company. No, 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 not to me. And we had we had some great times, great talks during those days because I've I've known your family since day one. You know, your oldest sister and I graduated together, so uh, I've always thought very highly of all of uh, all the Stevens family, and they've always been very kind to me. So I know that they are proud of you and your. Uh, Wonderful family. You have a wife, Megan, and three beautiful children, Finley, Draper, and Holland. Did I get that right? Yes, Finley, Draper, and Holland. That's correct. Yeah, and what ages are they? So Finley is our oldest, and he's five. Draper is our middle child, and he just recently turned four. And then you have Holland, who is four, or she is nine months, getting ready to be ten months. And... Was it a special for you? Because I only have one. I have Bella, a girl. And is it is it being a girl dad? Is that the girls have a way of clenching your heart in a certain way, don't they? Absolutely. And I um, just to kind of caveat what you were saying earlier is thank you very much for thank you so high of my family. I, I do appreciate that. Um, but yes, my, my kids are each individually just special to me. When they were each born, they each have their own feeling and sensation of love, and I love them independently and each differently. But yes, yeah. there was something different about having a girl versus the two boys initially. It's, it's, uh, it's a different type of love. Uh, but yeah, there's nothing in the world like my three children. Absolutely. Uh, which one would you say keeps you the most busy? <laughs> I would most definitely say that would have to be Draper in his own way. He's a very energetic young boy. He's very hardworking, very passionate. He's uh, always on the move and always on the go. Uh, he has his own sense of humor, but he keeps me on my toes the most. Now, mm-hmm. Holland being the youngest keeps me the most involved as, as I care for her a little bit more as she requires our, our dependence. But, uh, yes. Are they... Are they pretty good as big brothers do they dote on her how how was the dynamic between the three of them uh they were right off the bat very wonderfully good big brothers they yeah. uh, they ever argue it's about who's going to care for her the most they yeah wake up every morning running into her room wanting to see her in her crib and they can't seem to keep their hands off of her. They always consistently and constantly want to be hugging and kissing on her and just caring for her in any way. So it, it leaves me at an ease as they get older to know that they're such wonderful, good big brothers to her. Yeah, her being the girl and her being the baby, she's always going to get to run the show. Yeah, she'll be well taken care of by them, and I'm afraid that you're correct that uh, she's going to be caught on the shop at some point. In time. Yeah, that is that is without a doubt because mine mine has Daddy wrapped around her little fingers. So, oh, I uh, noticed that firsthand. So, but it's it's as you say, it's the greatest joy of my life and greatest privilege of my life. Uh, so. I I know how you feel, and I'm right there with you. Now, let's come back to your career. Now, you have 
some plans um, to um, are you going to be opening up your own practice or what what are your hopes future plans well to give a little history about where I've been I graduated from Henry and Henry College their School of Health Sciences we were the inaugural class not only for therapy, but we were also the inaugural class for the entire School of Health Sciences. Mm. Um, and then we, uh, I then graduated uh, in 2018, and my first employment was at Bluefield Regional Medical Center in Bluefield, West Virginia. I was there for just a little over two years upon its closure uh, in July of 2020. I then transitioned pretty quickly over to Princeton Community Hospital in Princeton, West Virginia, and that's where I'm currently practicing. But I'll say that in 2021, it was kind of an eye-opening year. My father was diagnosed with cancer in, mm-hmm. in June of 2021, um, and then we welcomed our daughter in October of that month. and. And that year just really opened my eyes to how important family was. Not that I didn't already take family important, but it just was a a little bit more of an essence. And so uh, at the start of this year of 2022, in January, I decided that I was going to try to bring my career back home to Whitfield, Virginia. And so, yes, I'm in the the works of trying to open up a practice located in Whitt County. Uh, We're hoping to have that opened up by the end of the year. So that's what we're looking forward to. I want to just be able to provide and give back to the community. Um, I've watched my father give so much of his time and his efforts back to the community free of charge, and he's been doing it for as long as I can remember, from the Lions Club to Relay for Life uh, to helping out with the football team by painting the football field and keeping chains, and he's done so much of this to give back to the community, and he's been recognized for that. And um, he's never once wanted recognition for it, but I just uh, said for so long that if I could give a fraction back of what he's given to the community within my lifetime, I will feel more than well accomplished. And so I think bringing my career and opening up a clinic in Wood County would be a wonderful asset to allow me to do more community service for that. And for those who don't know or haven't put two and two together, Josh's father is Mike. Stevens, the town treasurer, and man about town. As Josh said, he is he is at every civic public event that Whitville, Whit County has had in my lifetime for sure, uh, and probably longer than that. Uh, so Mike is a very big part of this community for sure, and you and your and your mom, Vicky, um, she works at the uh, is it the optometrist. Yes, yeah, she's uh, in the Vision Center located in Walmart. Mm-hmm. She's been there for uh, over ten years now, if I'm not mistaken. And she was prior at the with Eye Associates for quite some time. And then for those who remember before that, it was uh, New Vision Optical located there. Where the Kmart used to be, the Kmart shopping center. Mm-hmm. So she's been an optician for quite some time now. All right, and let's talk about your wife a little bit. Okay, Megan. So my yes, my wife Megan. Uh, she's from a little town called Lashmi in West Virginia. She went to Bluefield, and her and I met at Concord University, and we both graduated in 2012 from Concord University, where she then 
ended up moving to Wick County. She moved into rural Tree, Virginia, where she lived there for, for two years as she was a teacher at Rural Tree Middle School, and she still currently is a teacher, a science teacher at Rural Tree Middle School. And uh, that's where she's been for the past, well, I guess, since 2000, since 2012, she's still been a teacher there. Excellent. Excellent. Okay. Um, let's talk about, a little bit about, uh, what do you think um, the general public needs to know about physical therapy? Like, for instance, what are maybe some misconceptions about PT? Because let's let, uh, take somebody that would be in my position, for example. There are people who would see things like PT and OT and uh, would get kind of scared or afraid or something like that. Uh, what could what could you say that, that would clear that up, uh, or maybe put them more at ease? Sure, um, I feel like physical therapy is highly misunderstood. I think people look at it as mainly and mostly um, a post-surgical rehabilitation that they require the surgery first before they have to go to physical therapy, and I think that's the main misconception of physical therapy. Mm -hmm. Um, a lot of times it can be used, the majority of the time, how I utilize it, is it's preventative measures. And now I, I look at it a lot as physical therapists are mechanics for the human body. You know, we normally, as, uh, as humans, we wait for our check engine light to come on before we ever do anything about it as take it to the mechanic. We try to be as preventative as possible. We want to take care of our vehicle. We want to put good gas in it and we want to do routine maintenance with changing and rotating the tires and the oil and such and we try to do the same thing with our bodies but sometimes we're not quite sure how to do that and we have to wait until we get a, a pain or an ailment or an injury before we do something about it. Mm -hmm. and so physical therapy can be very much used as a preventative measure and, and that's how I highly want to recommend it as, as a preventative measure and maintenance and treatment to the body but you know, if there is an injury or an ailment that occurs, we want to be able to treat that. And as I said previously, we want to treat it as naturally as possible. So with correct movements, promote correct treatment and promote good and correct healing. And that's ultimately what we want. And so another misconception with it is what's the difference between physical therapy and occupational therapy? And that's a very good question. And and a lot of times the best way to look at that is, is physical therapy does big gross motor movements. We do big movements and things like that. It's not that we don't fine-tune the body. In occupational therapy, I look at it as a little bit more fine-tuning. So if we look at the occupational portion of it, I think it was initially utilized for return to work, fine motor tasks to be able to complete a job. But also there's factors of it that it allows the person to utilize their hands and their feet and things like that mm -hmm. to feed themselves and groom themselves and use instruments of daily activities such as your hairbrush or your toothbrush or your utensils to feed yourself. And that's where I kind of get the whole fine motor aspect with it with occupational therapy. Um, and, and to not be scared of physical therapy, a lot of times people use the phrase, no pain, no gain, and that's a lot of times what they go into physical therapy thinking they have to abide by, and that's not actually the truth either. I, I dislike that phrase for the most part. And we look to do 
sometimes no discomfort, no game. We want things to be uncomfortable at times, but tolerable. And we're there to fix the pain, not create pain. And that's why I'm not a huge fan of the phrase, no pain, no gain. So hopefully that puts people at a little bit more ease about what we're there to do, what we're there to fix and treat, and that, you know, we want things to be an improvement, not a cause of uh, pain or, or further injury. And I think it's interesting that you use the comparison to, like, and something's wrong with our cars. We go to a mechanic, and you know you can you can you can uh, take that car to a mechanic, and to the point that when it doesn't work anymore, you can trade it in and get another car. With a body, you can't do that. We have one, and we don't and and you know we don't want to completely <laughs> destroy it before we get help about it. So I think <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> I think the way that you put that as sort of a to to do things as sort of a preventive measure rather than a, a reparation uh, is is very important. Um, unfortunately, when you have chronic conditions such as what I do, insurance doesn't you, it like to look at you doing routine maintenance for yourself. It almost has to be uh, cyclic, uh, so to speak. Um, so, how do, and I'm sure that you have a pretty good way of working around things like that. So, how would that work? Yeah, that's a very good point. You know, we only get one body and we better care for it the best we can throughout our lifespan. And and we think about other medical fields that allow yearly and annual follow-ups. You think about your yearly or annual physical with just your primary care physician. Mm -hmm. You get your vision checked with your, your optometrist and you also get your teeth cleaned every six months or so and get your routine x-rays of your teeth. And also we think about women's health that are also annual checkups. But if you look back, insurance a lot of times may does not cover physical therapy as one of these annual follow-ups to be prophylactic and preventative. And mm -hmm. I think that's a, a really good point that I think needs to be advocated for. And that's actually one reason of something I'm wanting to do as I open my own clinic is to try to promote and advocate through insurances that preventative maintenance and preventative care and being prophylactic with our bodies is very important. And so I, I look to provide that type of service for a person or a client to come in and say, no, I don't have anything wrong that I know of. And, you know, it's just the regular routine maintenance that we want to take care of our vehicles just like our human body. And so I want to be able to provide a service that allows you to walk in the door, no referral needed, and to say, hey, let's look at me from head to toe and check every joint and every muscle just to make sure nothing isn't of an issue that we're not aware of. And if there is, that's the next thing we can do is care for it immediately. So with the doctorate of physical therapy degree that is now allowed what they call direct access. And direct access means just like when you have the illness, when you go to your primary care physician or your family doctor, you can just walk in right out the street and go to see the wrong tree. But the direct access that's now allowed with the doctorate of physical therapy degree allows you to now go in the state of Virginia 
directly to your physical fitness as long as they have that degree or the correct training for that. And you can be seen directly by them, no referral needed. And I think that's a wonderful service just so it, it's less runaround that the patients have to have to endure less co-pays, more financially stable for the patient or client just to make sure that they're getting the best care. When they know that there's a particular injury or a particular problem going wrong with them, a lot of times they know the direct person to go to, and if they don't, it can be guided by a healthcare professional. So if they have a problem that they think would be physical therapy appropriate, they now have the means to directly access me right off the street, pull up, no referral needed, and we can see and get you scheduled and, and get that taken care of. Okay. Now that we're running out of time, is there anything else that you want to cover before we close? Let me think if there's anything else that I need to discuss. Well, I guess the last thing I would like to say is just that physical therapy is not a uh, end-all, be-all. It, it does take patients uh, from both ends and making sure that the therapist is providing the best care, but it also takes commitment and effort from the patient as well. I think of physical therapy a lot like a very educated and expertly guided treatment for whatever injury that you're there for. And so there are some purposes or some treatments that are cannot be individually completed by the patient or client, and it requires the therapist to guide that. And it gets to the point of where the patient or client can then self-manage their, their symptoms and such, and that way they can better do that in a life, uh, life, lifelong treatment as necessary when necessary. And uh, it takes a very special relationship between the two of them to make sure that it's being done correctly. And a uh, quote that stands out very importantly to me that was very emphasized to me while in grad school by one of our professors, Dr. Glenn Ian, said, all the answers, the therapist just has to ask all the right questions. And I've always mm-hmm. lived by that and practiced by that. He told me that way I can appropriately guide my patients' treatments, and that has proved very true and very effective since I've been practicing over the past four or four and a half years. All right. Well, thank you so much for taking this time with me. And uh, Thank you for having me, Zach. I appreciate it. Well, I wish that I wish you great success with uh, opening with County, and and uh, we thank you for all that you do. Thank you very much. I look forward to it, and I hope the community does as well. Thanks, Zach. All right, thank you so much. All right.